Welcome to the magical world of fitness witchcraft. I'm your host, Emily Flood, and I created fitness witchcraft specifically to help witches and spiritual women to become mentally and physically healthy after trauma. On this podcast, you can expect to hear things from fitness and nutrition to deity work, channeling, quantum healing, spells, collapsing the timelines, and more because you get to become the person who combines their magic with every single aspect of your life. Hello there, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness with M. And today, I think you guys are going to love this episode because we are talking about tarot cards and how to read them and how to use them for your mindset work and building up your intuition without needing to be psychic or even being a witch at all. You do not have to be anything special to read tarot cards, but we are all special, as I believe. But my first experience with tarot was in New Orleans. I had always been fascinated by it because I had been reading the Cassandra Palmer series by Karen Chance, and this character had a deck of magical tarot cards that would always just like fall out of her pocket and blurt things out loud like they were talking tarot cards. So I was fascinated with them. I really wanted um, to get to know tarot cards a little bit, but I grew up with a lot of limiting beliefs and fears around anything new age or spiritual despite being utterly obsessed with these fantasy novels, especially fantasy novels with magic involved. And so the first time I was brave enough to ask for a tarot reading was when I think I was 16 and we were in New Orleans for my older sister's uh, bachelorette party. And it was probably the middle of the night and one of those like very witchy looking shops on Bourbon Street. And, you know, she took me into the back room and, you know, laid out the cards on the table. And, you know, I was asking questions like, um, you know, your typical questions. Am I going to find love in college? I think I was about to study abroad, perhaps even Um, this and that about the future. And so it seemed very mystical and like there was a gatekeeper to it. Like there was no way I could ever read it myself because I wasn't special. I wasn't psychic, right? I don't really remember how old I was when I got my first deck, but I finally broke through that belief and I just decided to buy myself some cards, uh, like a starter kit, because I, again, I was fascinated by them. So eventually there was one day in Barnes and Noble, I just went in, bought some cards, went out, didn't look at anybody because I was really nervous. They all thought that I was going to be a witch. You know, they all knew who I was, right? But after an intense like ADHD hyperfocus phase of trying to memorize all the tarot cards because I thought I had to memorize them to give proper readings to myself, again, I wasn't trying to do this for money or anything. I just wanted to read them for myself. I gave up and I really only brought my tarot cards out on like rare moments of intense doubt. I found it exhausting when I was reading these tarot cards, you know, it was usually at night before bed. I was kind of bored. I wanted some... Uh, a different perspective on my issues without, you know, necessarily having to talk to people about it. And so it's at night and I was creating this moody, magical environment for this introspective tarot reading and constantly needing to Google search the meaning of the cards was not the vibe because whatever little manual the tarot cards had come with did not really give the same satisfactory meaning as websites like Biddy Tarot um, on the internet. And Especially, you know, if you were trying not to look at your phone in high school because you were really disappointed some boy didn't text you back and that was the whole reason why you were doing the tarot reading, right? 
so I didn't, I wasn't super into them, but I kind of started collecting them. When I studied abroad, I was always looking at pretty gilded ones in Italy. Um, when I was a teacher, I would put them on my wish list. And actually, it was pretty funny. A parent, um, I think, brought me my favorite deck of all time, potentially. Uh, it's the Golden Art Nouveau Tarot. And it's just some beautiful illustrations with gilded gold all over them. And I, I've got them in my hands right now. But... I really got back into it a little over a year ago when one of my mindset mentors was showing oracle cards on her story all the time. And I didn't really know what oracle cards were because tarot was like the definitive thing, right? But oracle cards really appealed to me because... uh, they had a special guidebook meaning with them, right? There was nothing to Google. There was nothing to search. You had the little guidebook and each of the cards had a specific meaning. And so it cut out the need for internet or memorizing cards. So that was the day that I went to Barnes & Noble to find an Oracle deck. And the only Oracle deck that they had there was the one called Seasons of the Witch, which scared the shit out of me. But I was like, you know what? I'm going in here to buy Oracle cards And I almost talked myself out of it, really. um, I truly had a big block around the word witch, if you have listened to episode zero. Um, And it just terrified me, right? But I ended up buying these Oracle cards and I started using them as part of my morning routine. And even though the cards, you know, were a little black and gray and mysterious and very witchy looking, I found the meanings of the cards to be really beautiful. And it provided for some great introspective mindset work every morning. I've since kind of gotten back into tarot cards. I'm, I feel like I just kind of go through phases where I really like tarot for a bit and then I'll go back to oracle cards for a bit. So the main difference between tarot cards and oracle cards, tarot cards are based on a system. Usually they're based on the Rider weight tarot deck. There are 78 cards in a tarot deck and each of the meanings is standard across tarot. Oracle cards, it's kind of like anything goes. You can have a 20-card oracle deck. You can have a mermaid oracle deck with 50 cards. Um, Another one I have, it's also a Seasons of the Witch tarot card deck, uh, but it's the Yule oracle one. So it's a very Christmassy, witchy-themed oracle deck, and it's got cards called Poinsettia, Mother Mary, Tranquility, um, a log cabin, like a fireplace, etc., Uh, And so Oracle decks can get really creative, whereas with tarot, the most creative that you'll get is with the art on the card. So the meanings are standard. Um, And I have really enjoyed tarot cards lately because I find that sometimes the meanings on Oracle cards can not really directly apply to your life so much. So I'm thinking I have a mermaid oracle deck in particular. And one of the cards is just a straight up card on um, conserving the ocean and like environmentalism. So whenever I pick up that card, it just feels like the, the author of this oracle deck just picked one card to just rant at people about ocean, like conserving the oceans, which like, yes, I agree with But me picking this card feels like it doesn't apply to my life today. And so it's a lot harder sometimes with the Oracle decks to um, see how it applies to your life. Like I'm sure I could get really metaphorical on how that card applies to me if I drew it today. But in the moment, it's kind of like a disappointing card to draw because you just feel like they're throwing their political views at you. Um, Things like that. Uh, So tarot cards are more standard and I find that they every card can like apply in some way to your situation based on everything. 
And I want to really iterate a key point here. You do not have to be a witch. You do not have to be psychic. You do not have to be anything special to use tarot cards or oracle cards for yourself. If you are interested in becoming like a professional tarot card reader, there are plenty of certifications online for you to do that, but you don't have to be anything special to do it. Um, My belief is though, that we all have an intuition. I think you can all agree there. We all have intuitive moments. We all get bad vibes around um, certain people or situations. We all, you know, you get those feelings and that is your intuition talking to you. And tarot cards and oracle cards are a really great way to test your intuition and to build your intuition because the way that you build your intuition is by focusing on it and building it and showing it that you trust it, showing your body that you trust it, right? Because the thing is that with intuition, like I was just saying, you get physical sensations in your body when you're around something or a situation that doesn't feel right. And by trusting those feelings, you get a stronger intuition. So tarot is a really nice, like innocuous way to do that, right? Because when you are around someone who gives you bad vibes, let's say you're on a date with someone who kind of, you know, has a little bit of a red flag, but he's so cute. So you ignore the red flag. You ignore your intuition. No, stop doing that. (laughs) So with tarot, it's a lot easier to build your intuition because you're just picking a card, right? And the act of picking the card, a lot of people get um, caught up in, but all you need to do is just pick a card and trust that the card that you pick is right for you today or answers your question, right? So when I like to pick a card, um, it kind of depends on how I'm feeling. I picked cards in different ways every single time. So I really want to reiterate, there is no right or wrong way to pick a card. Um, So when I do this, I um, will lay out my cards, I'll shuffle them. And when I'm shuffling my tarot or oracle card deck, uh, I try to bring to mind the question or the issue that I'm dealing with. If it's just kind of like a, um, I'm drawing it in the morning to kind of get some advice for my day, I'll just kind of think about the question, what do I need to know today while shuffling the cards? And then I like to fan them all out in front of me. Again, this is my style. You can read them in any way that you want. Um, And then sometimes I will close my eyes and then I'll run my fingers over the cards. Sometimes there's a card that like sticks out to me. And sometimes I don't touch the cards at all. And I just look at the, the spread of cards out in front of me. And I ask my question in my head again, what do I need to know today? And I just go for the first instinct. So you might doubt yourself a lot with this, right? Please don't. If your ADHD self is like, ooh, that card on the right, just go for it. Just test it, right? If you're building your intuition here, you're building trust in your senses so that you can say no to those red flags later uh, when you're dating or whatever. Uh, and so just, just trust yourself and trust that the card that you pull is right for you. And if it doesn't feel right, then that's okay. And then you try again tomorrow. And then once you pick your card, you want to have, if you're using Oracle cards, you want to have the guidebook close at hand so you can kind of figure out the meaning. And if you're using tarot cards, you can either one, Google the meaning, 
But what I do these days is I have a book of tarot meanings. I went to my local metaphysical shop and they had a bunch of books on tarot. And I looked through quite a few of them to kind of find one where I agreed with all of the meanings of the cards. And so the book that I end up using these days is called Fearless Tarot by Elliot Adam. I will link it in the show notes. So the meanings made the most sense for me. And I really liked that they in the book, put a positive spin on every single card meaning. Because even if you draw the tarot card like death or tower or any of those scary looking cards, the meanings aren't scary. The card can just be scary. Like uh, death always signifies like a rebirth, right? And I love using this because then I don't have to get distracted by my phone. And since I do have ADHD, I am liable to when I pick up my phone, see a notification, text someone back, and the next thing you know, it takes me half an hour to get through a tarot card reading when I have to look up the meaning of each card. And so in this book in particular, there's lots of questions that can be used as journal prompts. And what I recommend that you do is when you draw a card, especially if it's like a daily routine that you're trying to have, is that you write it down in a journal. And then also I want you to write down how you think that card applies to you. Because again, we are trying to build your intuition. We're trying to get really introspective here. So the part about writing it down and trying to figure out how it works and how it applies to you is crucial here. So I actually had a pretty interesting story here about tarot recently. Uh, If you don't know, I am in the middle of writing a book right now. Let me see how many words I'm in. I am 9,000 words in, and I have an 80,000 count goal. Uh, So I'm very much in the drafting, like the messy stages of writing a book right now, and it's very uncomfortable. Um, If you don't know, I have written books before, but this is the first... Well, I guess it's the second nonfiction book that I've written because I do have a published cookbook out that I'm very proud of that is about a year old, which... It does have a sale going on right now, by the way, for the next week, if you are listening to this, if you use the discount code MACROPRO, you get 20% off. Okay, uh, back to the episode. I got off on a tangent there. But uh, I kind of hit a little bit of a writer's block yesterday morning while I was trying to just continue writing this new nonfiction kind of self-help mindset personal development book that I'm working on right now. And I was kind of anxious. I kept picking up my phone. Instagram kept calling me, even though it was like 7 a.m. in the morning. So every time I opened Instagram, there was nothing there, right? That's really why I like to write in the mornings and like to do a lot of creative work in the mornings because no one else is awake and no one else is doing things and sending me notifications, you know? I would read a couple paragraphs of what I've written so far and then I'd try to figure out what to write next. And it was just like the anxiety in the pit of my stomach just kept getting larger and larger. And my doubts just kept getting louder and louder too. My doubts kept, you know, telling me like, oh, it's okay if you don't want to write this morning. It's not flowing, blah, 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 blah. Right. But I know from experience, because I've written fantasy novels in the past, that the hardest part of writing a book, it's just sitting down and actually getting started. So I know that once I kind of get a few hundred words in, I hit a flow state where I can just go. But until I do that, those limiting belief, those thoughts get really loud in my head and distractions are so easy to take. So um, I ended up, you know, taking my laptop that I was writing on into my bedroom um, to kind of like get away from the distracting environment of my dog trying to play with me, etc. And my tarot cards had been spread out in front because, you know, I didn't put them away from the day before. That's a, a cleaning thing. But, you know, so I sat down right there and I decided to pull a card for myself. And 
I kind of asked the cards. I was like, okay, what do I need to do about this writer's block? What do I need to know today? Because again, I was feeling a little bit anxious about writing about the day. Uh, and, and so I, I procrastinated, you know, by drawing a card for myself. Um, I can't really make this shit up, guys. The card that I picked for myself yesterday, uh, it's the Eight of Wands. And I know that doesn't mean anything to you guys, so let me tell you the meaning. But I pulled this card, the Eight of Wands, the morning that I was procrastinating on writing. And the book in the meaning, it said, are you procrastinating about something instead of just getting the job done? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) The very tarot card I pulled when I was procrastinating called me out on procrastinating. Um, this is why I like to say that tarot card is using tarot cards is a really great introspective tool because the moment I pulled that card and I opened the book to see the meaning, I knew exactly what it meant. And it was calling me out on my bullshit. And that's what tarot is for. It is there to call you out on your bullshit. I continued to ask me like, is your anxiety in the way of completing tasks? Uh, I mean, yes. Um, and, but the card also relates to momentum, progress, once stuck parts, becoming unstuck, and then moving a lot more quickly towards your goals. So not only did I pick a card yesterday morning that that called me out on my procrastinating bullshit, but I also picked a card that promised quick action and generating momentum towards reaching my goals. So it ended up, you know, having a really beautiful and positive meaning, but it is pretty funny how that worked out yesterday. So Don't get in your head, guys, about doing like a massive 12 card reading to try and divine your future and figure out who your soulmate is. Um, Instead, like use the cards during your like morning routine to kind of see what advice you need, because it's so hard to get introspective when you're trying to do a tarot card reading six months down the line. And if you pull a card about procrastinating um, for your six months down the line future, you're not going to remember that six months down the line. So while it is like on occasion fun to do those readings to kind of see what you need in your future and everything, I think the value in tarot lies with using it for your morning routine to kind of get some introspective moments into your day. Because I really believe, guys, that mindset work at its core is all about observing, right? You have a mindset with everything you do, whether you know it or not. You have a mindset every morning when you wake up. I woke up feeling a little bit anxious. I'm not feeling quite so anxious now, but the mindset that I woke up with you know, it wasn't ideal, but I was able to observe that and I was able to kind of adjust my morning routine to suit that. Um, if I had woken up with like a different mindset, then maybe my work or my mindset work for the morning might have been something a little bit deeper, right? Because, you know, when you're feeling anxious, maybe you don't want to journal about your fears. You don't want to um, do the same things that you might if you were in an otherwise good mood. So the goal with mindset work is to observe, you guys. And tarot gets you to observe because tarot will kind of call you out, right? And when you are reading the meanings for yourself, you will see the meaning that applies to you, right? Not everything in each card meaning will apply to you, right? Um, But there will be questions that you can ask yourself when you're reading each card that will really help you to see how it applies to your own life because, Again, the point isn't to judge the cards. The point is to, if you believe and you trust your intuition to pick the right card for you, then you will. 
And then you will be able to be introspective about this card. And if you approach each card that you pull with an attitude of, hmm, I don't really like the look of this death card, but let me go look it up and see how it applies to my life. And then you you know, you see that it's about a metaphorical death and like um, the death card really means rebirth, etc. Then you can start to think about where in your life you're experiencing those periods of rebirth, for example. Um, so again, mindset work is about observing. And how I use this with my health and fitness clients is, you know, if they are really stressed or they in- end up overeating during the day, I like to really observe and kind of say like, okay, when is that happening? Is there a certain trigger to it, etc.? And really lay it all out and really get as much detail as we can around the situation. Because sometimes maybe you don't even know that your trigger is really a, a coworker or your trigger is really something specific that you have at home or your trigger is like a dirty kitchen. But in order to even observe that, in order to change it, you have to notice what's going on around you. And so I love, I've said this a million times, but I love that tarot gets you to be introspective. Um, And again, it helps you to build your intuition and how this can apply to your health and fitness journey is I know a lot of us out there, we don't really trust our bodies, right? You've probably been through some emotional eating episodes. If you're like me, maybe you've even had binge eating tendencies. And so you don't trust yourself. You don't trust your body's hunger signals. You don't trust yourself to make good decisions around food. You don't trust yourself to reach your goals. And so tarot is a really innocuous, like innocent way to build trust in yourself again, because if you can only trust that you are pulling the right card for yourself, that is an excellent starting place compared to never trusting anything that you do. Because I want everyone to remember, you are stronger than you know, you can do hard things, and sky is the limit possibility-wise. And so I think tarot is a really great step if you are um, interested in kind of building up your self-trust and building up yourself in a way that is really beautiful. So I want to end today's call with a tarot reading for everyone listening to the podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and get out my deck here. Let me see if I can catch the shuffling on the microphone. My fingers are really small, so shuffling tarot cards sucks because these are like slightly bigger than normal cards. Okay. What does the podcast need to hear today? Tried to say that in like a cool, bitchy voice. I don't know if that worked. What does the podcast need to hear today? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I've been talking about the death card this whole time. And guess what? I just pulled for everyone on the podcast. Okay. Let's see what the positive meaning of the death card is. I am opening up the book Fearless Tarot here because... Um, again, I really like this book because it also has really interesting questions in here for everyone. The death card, as the book says, it's Fearless Tarot by Elliot Adam. The death card is the tarot's most notorious symbol for change and transformation. The death card indicates that you are undergoing vitally important changes for your own good. So it's not a scary card at all. And so it's not always welcome and sometimes shocking to experience. The changes that you are experiencing are the next step in your personal evolution. So again, there's that rebirth aspect coming in. So even though the death card appears frightening, death is always accompanied by rebirth. 
Like a phoenix, you two are going to arise from the ashes and live a joyful new life, revitalized and renewed. Some of the questions to ponder, maybe these are journal prompts for you. Do you struggle with accepting change? Does the fear of death keep you from living your life? What old, unneeded part of yourself are you resistant to letting go of, even though you know releasing that part would set you free? So with this card, we've got to overcome your fear of change. The card that we associate with change in the tarot is also the card that brings out a twinge of fear in everyone when we see it, right? Just remember, guys, that the changes that are occurring for you right now are leading you to a new life. Have courage and let go of all that you no longer need. The light of rebirth awaits you. Mm. I think that card meaning is so beautiful. And if you are listening to this podcast for the first time, I think a great next step would be going back and listening to shadow work for your mindset journey. Some of my earlier episodes that kind of help you to dig in and unearth limiting beliefs that you have about yourself, especially as it relates to your health and fitness goals or really whatever goals that you have, right? Because if this card is heralding change and a good positive change in your life, it might be a good idea to try and check out and see how you can release some of those limiting beliefs so that you can change to become the person who is reaching your goals, who has already reached your goals. So that's kind of part of the work that I do with all of my health and fitness clients, you know, to a lesser degree. Um, But I really try to help them dig up their limiting beliefs because I find that if they don't believe that they can trust their bodies, if they don't believe that they can actually reach their goals, then they won't. So step one here for today that I want to leave you with homework wise is, you know, go and get a deck of tarot cards. And see if you can start to use it as a way to build up trust in yourself. Because if you don't trust your body, if you don't trust yourself to make good decisions, you're going to prove yourself right over and over by continuously self-sabotaging yourself and what you do. So again, tarot is a really innocuous, innocent way to build up trust in yourself. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you want to hear next. Um, Go ahead and reach out to me on Instagram. Join my Facebook group for more support. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Witchy Wellness with M. I'm on a mission to change the game with health and fitness coaching through adding in all of this mindset work you hear on the podcast. So if you love the show, please help me out by leaving a review. Remember, mindset alone won't get you to your goals, but when you combine it with action and strategy, you're limitless.